0: Special thanks to all our patrons who support the show every single week. We couldn't do it without you. Head over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today for bonus content, exclusive happy hour live chats and more. Patrons, you help keep the run, eat, drink podcast going and we're so grateful for you. Not a patron yet? Join us today at patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Help support the show by using our Amazon affiliate link anytime you shop on Amazon for running gear, food, beverages, or anything else the little gray trucks might bring your way. Just use runeatdrink.net slash Amazon anytime you shop. It costs nothing extra. It's only one extra click, and it helps us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Just go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon, and we thank you for your support.
1: Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, one half of Team Noisy, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast.
0: Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, You'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 278 of the Run Eat Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And
2: I'm your co-host Dana.
0: Welcome to one of our favorite episodes of all year. It's the Donna. It's the big Sunday races recap.
2: That's right. It's yeah. the Donna half marathon weekend, half marathon for us, for us marathon weekend, <laughs> and ultra for a few select runners who want oh. to do those distances.
0: Yes, yes. And we got some pretty good food and beverage. And I think we might have a surprise special guest. No.
2: Yeah, we've got some. We got some big stuff planned for this week's episode. I'm very excited.
0: Yes, we should probably. Get started. I guess
2: we should. And should we're going to start out with shout outs because you've scoured the interwebs I and you have found
0: two of them.
2: That we have <laughs> some people who are, in fact, in need of a shout out.
0: Yes. Greg in Orlando, congratulations on 51.18 miles. Wow. Yeah. He's, I'm going to be prepared next year. And I, was like you went fifty one point one eight miles seriously and, and
2: weren't prepared?
0: Really? You finished it. It was. <laughs> yeah. w- it's just like last week when we were talking about the Beckering's and and how he completed over sixty four miles of the Ultra One Ten. Yes. Yes. I, I congratulations, no, Greg in Orlando. Greg,
2: you're a beast. Yeah. Um, that that distance. I if you count a race weekend and let's throw in a challenge weekend there. I've 19. never gotten to fifty one point fifty one miles. Forget the .18. Nineteen point
0: three.
2: That's for the what challenge. We did. That's what we and did, and that's assuming you didn't do any running earlier in the week leading up to it.
0: Congratulations! Cheers! And we want to shout out Intuition Ale Works because last week on the show we recapped the five k. Our disappointment, yes, in not going to intuition ale works because they were closed
2: they were closed they were in the collapse zone of a building that's right next to them it's a multi-use structure that's got the bottom floor is gonna have retail space top mm. floor is gonna have living spaces mm-hmm. apparently there was a very big fire this huge complex and they were in the collapse zone so they had to be shut down while the demolition was being done
0: so they had to push their under dark release to this past weekend, which was President's Day weekend, and if you're recording,
2: yeah, and if you've listened to the show for any length of time, we typically talk about that beer. I think once a year. <laughs> um, is roughly what it works out to we may be talking about it again tonight and we, we might show. have some and if you're a, as
0: what dana would call podcasting juice
2: yes podcasting juice and if if you are going to be watching the video of this <laughs> for our on our patron feed at <laughs> patreon.com slash runny drink podcast uh, yeah. we're going to be talking about this beer later on well because we have last year's beer Uh, That's last year's beer. We like it so much, we bought flats of it and we saved it.
0: And I might have messaged them and said, do you deliver for 2024 (laughs) since... But I don't think they will. But At any rate, congratulations. I'm so glad that they were able to do it despite yes. adversity, pushed through, and made it to the finish line as it were.
2: Yes. Absolutely. Those are the
0: two shout outs I have.
2: And if you would like a shout out for you or someone else that you love on the show, do us a favor. Email us at info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net. Or you can go old school and call us.
0: Old school? Old school. Old school. You can do less work if you call and leave a message at 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733. We can play your voice on the show as you shout out someone you care about in the Runcation Nation, or send in a shout out for yourself. Exactly. Let's talk running, but- Let's welcome a special guest to we, talk about we running. We do
2: have someone very special to yes. talk with this week, and uh, those on the video are going to be able to see her. Uh, this is none other than the race announcer for the Donna Marathon weekend, Yay. friend of the podcast, Fitz Kohler.
1: Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You know I love you guys.
2: Oh, we love you.
1: You could come on our show anytime. You
2: have an open invite.
1: Yeah. Good news. That's good news. And I love listening to your show as well. You're very entertaining and uh, easy to listen to. It's pop in my earbuds and go and take my sweet friends on the road with me. Thank you. Your show
0: is also one for a long run, I would say.
1: Or a car ride. Or really, anytime.
0: Mm-hmm. I think you've had some really great episodes
1: lately. Yeah, thank you. The fitness show is doing well. I, when I got sick a few years ago, I let it die. I just couldn't keep up with it. That was one of the things that I just I didn't have the mental capacity to keep creating it, and so I let it fizzle.
2: Oh, come on. Then- Podcasting's easy. You just talk. No big deal. There's no work that goes into that.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> I just didn't have it in me. Hanging by a thread doing all the other stuff. And then in the fall, people started yelling at me. Aww. Just, I just started getting harassed. Like, what is the fitness show? And so I decided, you know what? If they're asking, I should get back to it. And so I have, and I've had some great guests and great topics and people are doing better and being better because of it. So I'm glad I, I got off my duff and got back to work. And
2: I, and I love that you're doing lives and letting the community kind of be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And that it's just, it's so nice to be able to connect with you and just be a part of it we appreciate you doing it it's wow. something that we very much like jumping in on from time to time when we're able to
1: wow thank you and that's mutual that's vice versa you at the beginning i really like your
0: february race announcing schedule because you start and end february with two of our favorite florida races
1: yeah and i don't get to do much in florida but these are doozies and they're so good donna national marathon to finish breast cancer that one's the love fest that one is so special and unique i know you love it for the same reasons but it's just i say with the with breast cancer it's a club none of us wanted to be a part of who who wants to volunteer nobody wants to be a part of this crappy club but then when i look around all the people in the club are really great. There's some perks and and the fact that we get to support those that are going through it, the Donna Foundation does an excellent job of helping people that are actively going through treatment and of course uh, pursuing cures as well. And then Gasparilla, Mm. the public's Gasparilla distance classic, the rowdiest pirate party on earth. It's it's so much fun. It's just, are you guys
0: running it this year? You might have heard last week when we talked about, on our show, we talked about how Buck has had a little bit of surgery, and we might need to tend to him, so we, we may not make it this year.
2: And I'm probably this close from having to get it myself. I've got something going on with my left Achilles that I've been talking about for a while in the show. Yeah. And I, I know that I've I've done all the runner things that you can do. The rest, ice, compression, elevation, and then just ignoring it. There's yeah. that. Run um, through. Run through it.
0: Run through try it. Try that. Yeah. yeah. Tell, um, they tell you not to run. You do it, it anyway.
2: Do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. That Apparently, that's not good. It doesn't work especially with the flexi bits on your body. I'm actually having to get a doctor to look at this.
1: Yeah. So Mr. Well-insured make that appointment (laughs) SAP. Yes. I would just like to say if there's
0: anybody that is running the Gasparilla distance classic, they should stop by the best booth at the expo that is going to be at the expo period, which is Fitz and meb. They're sharing a booth. That's what I hear.
1: Is that true? Yeah, it is. This will be for the second year in a row. Last year, we joined forces and we had a big long line. And
2: I was in that line. I know.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh And we we got books for your Mm -hmm. father-in-law. Dad at that time. Yeah, it was great. We got to meet each other's favorite athletes or athletes who maybe they came from Meb and they met me or vice versa. And (laughs) Meb is so sweet. And we genuinely want to connect with as many of our athletes as possible. So we will be at the Expo Friday from 11 a.m. to noon and then 3 to 4 and then Saturday from 2 to 3. So they're scheduled book signings and meet and greets. But Yay. yeah, what a great privilege and what a great sidekick for the weekend, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Love that. And, and we've talked about that race a couple of times here on the show. Maybe. It's, that's one I very much enjoy being a oh, yeah. Tampa native and Gasparilla is part of Tampa's culture I don't know, do you get an opportunity to stick around in Tampa afterwards and and party a little bit? Or is it basically you're on to the next race and you're out?
1: If once the final finisher crosses the finish line, I will head over to the finish line Fiesta Mm. and it's winding down, right? So I do like to get one Mick Ultra. I'm not a (laughs) big drinker, but I certainly will go at least have one. And then I'm pretty much donezo. I'm cooked. I'm cooked. I worked very hard over mm-hmm. this weekend. So when we're done, I take it easy. I pack up and either I'll go home late Sunday night or Monday morning. But yeah, I'm cooked. I don't get much of the fun other than the elite, extraordinary fun that I get to have as race announcer, which I think is top tier.
2: And you do a phenomenal job being in full costume. Oh, yeah. On the mic at the race event, regardless of what the weather's going to be.
1: Mm hmm. That's right. Yeah, they rent me costumes, professional <laughs> incredible pirate costumes yeah. and I, they're delivered to my hotel. I get this trunk of pirate stuff just delivered to my hotel and so when I get there it's uh, it's the most fun thing ever just digging through it and seeing what goes with what and I love it. I love it. Why can't we dress like pirates all year, right? I
2: guess you technically could.
1: But maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We look forward to it. It makes it special. It
0: makes it a unique weekend. It
2: Maybe we can have you back to talk about how that weekend went if we we're not able to get up there due to, you know, broken dog and podcasters.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. A There's fun. always a, a million things to brag about, Gasparilla.
2: True. Let's talk about Donna. Yeah. Because the two of you, unlike yeah. this one here, well, like me, got to participate in the Donna marathon sunday race i was but a chauffeur and uh tea go getter i i didn't i i was executive assistant to the to the race announcer for a, a hot minute
0: did you locate some caffeine-free diet coke and some french fries no you oh, shouldn't wasn't
2: have. that good
1: you should have
0: because
2: <laughs> that's i did get her some fuel. tea well,
1: that's good considering what was- happened it was great. It was very chilly in the morning, yeah. and I needed some support. And Dana, I actually asked him. I went over and I said, "Would you please get me a tea?" <laughs> and he did. He's such a gentleman. Aww. I hate he to is. ask. I was but,
2: glad to help.
1: But, Yay! Aww. very chivalrous, Dana. And then Dana got a cool spot. Didn't you get to hang out over by my stage? You got I.
2: Yes, because thankfully you're, the security folks there for the Donna were doing a phenomenal job, and I'm like, I'm with her. <laughs>
1: Aww, you got him into the cool so, space. I got him into the cool space, the VIP yeah, space. Exactly.
0: Yes. You were. You dropped me off, and I did not get to see any of that.
2: We ran late that we morning. It was. Did. it was it was a. a Rough morning getting out of the hotel and getting there. We stay about 15, 20 minutes away. The hotel that we have historically stayed at. It's central in Jacksonville. And it's equally inconvenient to everything.
0: But it's convenient to everything.
2: But it's also convenient to everything as well. So we just opt to stay there. Now, looking at this year's host hotel, I regret that. I think the host hotel was wonderful. The Marriott. Uh, The Marriott. The
0: Nice view. Beach view. Very, yeah,
2: very nice. But so I ended up dropping Amy off at the runner drop-off location that they gave us in our runner our our digital packet. <laughs> Dropped her off. She's crossing streets. She's I, I'm like I see her walking across the street in the distance, going. Uh, she knows where she's going. She was literally.
0: I was listening for her voice. We could
2: hear your voice. I said, That's just walk it. towards Fitz. You'll yeah. get there. You know where you're going.
0: That's it. She was talking. I was like, I'm not. I'm just gonna. Fall. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. <laughs> And then I found the village where we were all lined up in the I saw Susan Kolbinsky, who is a part of the Galloway Productions crew and was actually walking the marathon, the half marathon, one of the one of the pacers, the walk walking the distance. Mm-hmm. And so I got a picture with her and I saw Dean Gerber, who was actually with the one who is the sweeper, who is the very last runner. And he's, yeah, I'm going to start with him and then I'm going to inch my way forward. I guess that's a game he does. I guess some people I, do that.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. You start at the end and
0: then you, Pick yeah. people off or <laughs> I'm going to pass this person. I'm going to pass that person. And Danny would pass a lot of people. Apparently, Clearly, our agrees. dog would do that. But so I I saw him and then I found Josh. And then we were basically off. And I have a picture of Fits as I was passing when she was up on her platform, Mm -hmm. we were starting. So,
1: now what did you think of that start line experience? What did I think of it? We were
0: on the grassing like the pavilion, and I appreciated having access to the porta johns or porta potties or whatever you're, whatever the right, yeah, porta potty verbiage is for that. Yeah. So I, I appreciated that. I think we were like st- staggered in a little bit. So I don't, it, um, <sighs> you know how sometimes they will snake us at some races. Mm-hmm. The later corrals will move and do a U-turn. I, that's how I felt it was going for us. Okay. And I wasn't there all that long, to be honest, to be
1: totally fair.
2: Was that to keep it from going too far back away from the start line?
1: I don't know. You know what? I was told by the ops team to have the uh, first corral line up on the road and then the other folks second corral line up in the grass. So maybe that's the space we had, perhaps.
2: Mm. That makes sense.
1: With
0: whichever roads were staged or cut off in the.
2: And this is the second year in a row that we've been to this race where they've started there. Yes. And I should say third year in a row because you weren't here last year.
0: So two for me. So two for you.
2: And I'm trying to remember last year's weather for the Donna was better (laughs) than we had this year and the year before. So we had a good we had one good year out of the last three at the start line.
0: Well, it wasn't raining, it was cold. At the start, I say we had the best of the weather.
1: I agree, that was PR weather, that was perfect. And the people who finished really quickly- They were great. They finished in great conditions. They were golden. They got in, they got out, they had no issue. Um, I think that start line was so much fun. And so my expectation of a start line is that it'll feel like a rock concert. Oh, I, also, yeah. I always need the crowd to go along with me. Right? Yes. They have to be in that same place. And the Donna Runners were, I thought you guys were wild. So wild. It's the perfect experience where everyone's running by and j- jumping and shouting yes. and waving. And there was so much joy. I was sad. Of course, it's my responsibility to say go. But when you do what I tell you to do and you leave, it makes me so sad. <laughs> Come back, we were having such a good time. But I you love just have that to wait certainly. five
0: minutes until the really fast people come
2: or the or the the adaptive mm-hmm. the adaptive folks they're so fast, oh my gosh. Yes, and great conditions for them. Most of them came back fairly quickly because they're so quick, and they, yeah. didn't, they didn't have the weather once the weather turned,
0: yeah. I didn't see there were this was the first year that I was out on the course where I actually saw some and, and they had bikes ahead of them. They had some police S-ports. personnel yeah, ahead of them so that when we were on the roads near the beach, then they would have room to pass us. Mm-hmm. So this was the first year that I've seen that. But it was so- awesome.
1: Amy, you went the whole way with Joshua?
0: I did. I did. He insisted. He would not. He would. I said, I know you're going to be faster, so just go because I it's sometimes it's it's hard for me and I put pressure on myself to go faster when people say they're going to stay with me. Mm-hmm. Like last year at Gasparilla. Speaking of Gasparilla, I would. I had we had that whole crew: Jessica and Darlene and JoJo and Susie. And the JoJo and Susie were at the finish line, but like Darlene and Dawn and uh, Jessica, they were all with us. And I felt, oh my god, I've got to be fast. I felt that way with Josh, and I kept telling him, "Listen, just c- go run your race, man," because. And he's like, I insist, you shall not be alone. And I was like,
2: Josh is a good dude. Chivalry he's, is
0: not dead. No, it's
2: not. And <laughs> and Josh is an executive producer of the show. He's at the he's at the indulge level on our Patreon. Yeah. He came, we met up, yeah. he ran with us, he hung with us. It was, it was such a good time but and Josh to his credit he had heart surgery this past year and has dropped like 50 pounds. Yeah. Right. So he's he I, when I saw him at first I was like holy crap there's way less of you this year than there was last year.
0: So we both missed so, so this was a comeback here for both of us. Yeah, yeah. He did phenomenal. Yeah. And you had fun out on the course? Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? See that's what's I love having you at the start, and I love having you at the finish. What I am sad that you don't get to experience is the community support on the course. And I know you've heard stories about it from everybody, but— From
2: your favorite Runcation from podcast, From us, too.
0: and from just, just any footage of it when people post it on social media. and the people are out there. Literally, they are out there with—they have cookies, and they have— candy, and they have orange juice, and they have water, and they have other lovely beverages that you can mm-hmm. partake in. And <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It is.
2: It really is. The, yeah. The level of support. We had one family one year. They were cooking and handing out full plates of breakfast like to Like a breakfast burrito? As you run by. The, d- the neighborhoods hired a DJ. DJ. The... You, you get out there and these big dioramas yeah. are set up and they're, they're being funny and they're doing things like free mammograms and there's a big board painted pink with two holes in it, stuff like that. It's just the humor, the love, the yeah. support that this race has created. We've gone on record on another podcast oh, called yeah. Experiences You Should, Should Have and, and said this so far, is our absolute favorite race that we run because of the community support.
0: There was a trailer set up this year when we were in kind of the the neighborhoods, and it and this woman was like, "Here, we have pickle juice, we have water, we have." We have all this, and she and they had a like a sandwich board of their own. How the sandwich board mile markers have all the signatures and messages about people and mm-hmm. two people. They she had a sandwich board. is like runners, we love you, thank you. We have pickle juice. They had listed everything that they had. They had a dog there. They were and she stopped and one of her cohorts took a, a photo with me with her. She's hugging us. It's all you can't get better than the communities that come out in force and we really didn't have bad weather until mile 10 and even after mile 10 there were people still out there still out there
1: tell me you're at mile 10 and it starts raining what's going on with you and Josh are you feeling like oh no big deal or are you thinking oh dang it I don't think we were. I wasn't. I'll
0: tell you that I wasn't disappointed. I think Josh was like, What is this? This is, we're crazy. We're, what, it's like a, it's like we're laughing and we're excited. And it's, it was almost like the weather gave us a second wind. Mm-hmm. And and as long as there's not thunder and lightning, I'm good. I love cold weather and I thrive in conditions like that.
2: Says the woman who trains all year round in Florida heat.
0: And that's true. Yep. But I loved it. I was like, hey, we're there and people are still giving out champagne and mimosas and we're all just, like, yeah having a great time
2: <laughs> it's a 26 mile long party
0: i i wasn't i think josh at one point called his girlfriend and said i think we've gone crazy with some kind of it's the runner's craze or something runners I said, it's, high. it's the runner's high man mm-hmm. it's the runner's high <laughs> and, uh, and it was i thought the weather just made it more of a memorable experience to
1: me That's right. Far better stories to tell on a day like that than on a a perfect day.
0: Now, what happened with you at the finish line Mm -hmm. over the time that you saw the weather change?
1: Yeah, For me, there's nowhere to hide. If, If it's, for example, Big Sur Marathon, I don't spend as much time on the ground. Very serious athletes doing something very serious. Right. But at the Donna, I'm out on the road. Hunting for survivors. I want to make sure I grab and acknowledge every single survivor at least. And then, of course, there's the other special folks out there I'm trying to grab, and then the randoms. There was no place to hide. It just rained, and I decided to take it like a man, embrace it.
2: And I was going to say, you do that, and that's not something that prior to you being the race announcer was something that we saw. And and we noticed it, what, two years ago. You you doing that and you making a point to do that and talk about that a little bit. And and when she says survivor, she's not just talking about people who made it through 13 miles, folks. She's talking (laughs) about people who are actually running with a survivor's bib on. They are (laughs) a cancer survivor. You make a point to highlight them as they're coming across the
1: finish line. Yeah. So it's interesting in, I don't know, twenty. 15 or so, I started announcing an ovarian cancer race in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and the women who had ovarian cancer, either during treatment or after, they had these sashes. And you know that it just generically, I'm obsessed with all of you. I am so, you know, as a fitness pro, I've spent my career begging people to exercise, trying to convince them, coerce them, twist their arms, saying exercise is a good idea. And then on race day, these race organizations say, hey, Fitz Kohler, Here's 1,000, 20,000, 30,000 people who think exercise is a great idea. Can you make sure they know what to do and have a damn good time? And I think, oh my gosh, are you kidding? These are my people. These are, they like exercise, hooray. My genuine enthusiasm for every single one of you is real, but then in Ann Arbor, and they give me these women and ovarian cancer is so flipping scary, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was, as they were coming through the start line, I started grabbing them and saying, what's your name? When do you know, what's your name? And then as they came through the finish line, I again thought, okay, I'm giving everybody a warm welcome, but I'm going to target this event is about them, about the disease they're battling. So I started grabbing them and saying, who are you and what's your story? And they would say, I'm three years ovarian cancer-free, or I'm in treatment right now. And the crowds went wild. And I just thought it was very meaningful to give those particular people the extra attention, celebration, and there, there was no doubt I was going to do the same thing with the Donna. Now it's interesting in Ann Arbor, I would maybe have thirty ovarian cancer patients and survivors, and I actually, yeah, I lost friends. I'd make good friends with these people. We'd connect on social media. My first year, Heather Gilbo, she died three months after that ovarian cancer race on Mother's Day. She was a young mom. She had two boys. It was devastating. So I used to fear going back to that race. I couldn't wait to see them. But then I thought, Oh, who's not going to be here. Right. <sighs> and with the Donna, I've got this really personal experience with this nasty thing. Uh, everybody's had women and we have one man who shows up every year who's had breast cancer too. But, but yeah, I just, they everybody's the star of the show, but then there's this extra special thing that is very intentional for the Donna foundation. I just want to make those men and women feel recognized and Mm. celebrated. Mm -hmm. And when I grab them and say their names on their bibs, so I can usually say, okay, it's Deborah. And then when I say, how many years are you cancer-free? And they say 17 or 25, the crowd goes wild. People love hearing that. I love hearing that. I'm almost five years remission. Mm -hmm. So I've got a few months till I can take an even bigger breath, right? So it helps people like me to know that Others are so far out. You think, okay, it's possible for me to to get there too. And Mm -hmm. then it's even more incredible. Gosh, some of our speedsters, even in the marathon, they'd have the survivor bib, and I'd say, "What's your name?" My name is Patty. Patty, how far out are you? And I had chemo Tuesday. I'm going to chemo tomorrow, and it's just mind blowing. And that in itself is also so devastatingly meaningful because. The other agenda I have right there is all those people standing around the finish line who've never done a race, who say things like, I can't run or I can't do a 5k, all these excuses and the whatever. Mm-hmm. When you see someone going through chemo, doing a full marathon, all of a sudden you might start thinking, maybe maybe I could walk a 5k. And I like to point that out to the crowd too. So I can tell you that when I had nasty, nasty chemo for a very long time and, and, the, and the treatment on chemo and, sur- and radiation and surgery. And I was whacked. I was whacked. I I hung by a thread getting my work done. I did two 5Ks during treatment. And I thought both times that I might have to either take a seat midway or get medical attention. So the fact that some of these women are in the middle of chemo and they're doing a marathon or a half marathon is just Mm mind-boggling. They are the Navy Steals of cancer patients. And uh, hip-hip hooray. I just... I mean it when I fawn all over them. And uh, yeah, that's why I do it. I just can't help myself.
0: It's, I think that you are right, Dana, when you say it every year, it is the highest of highs at this race. Mm -hmm. And you see the reason why you run or you see the reason why you run the Donna weekend. Mm -hmm. Because you see people in treatment and you say, what is my excuse? Let's get off the couch and go. And what is my inspiration and what is my motivation? That is. So I, it's, I mean, it's not just the bling. No, no. Yeah.
2: Though the bling is very nice.
0: Though the bling is very nice, but it's very inspiring. And I don't, uh, Fitz, do you have any, when you're talking about we, Josh and I, we crossed that finish line and what, you did for us is what you talk about that you do for all the survivors or all the people who are running for family members or anybody who is crossing that finish line. You make us feel like rock stars. Do you have any stories from the weekend that you you just look back on and go, yeah, this is one I've got to tell. This is one for the books.
1: Yeah, and that particular finish is your finish, and it's for to set it up for folks. It's monsooning. It's not just raining. <laughs> it's Buckets. It's true. Every it's like ounce 20, of our clothing are soaked. Our underwear soaked. Our twenty-five soaked. mile
2: an hour winds. Uh, it's, it was rough.
1: Yeah, it conditions was, degraded. So, yes, we yeah, like we had gone swimming in the ocean and then ran out on the finish line. Yes, pouring and. I've been welcoming all sorts of soggy people through the finish line, but you and Josh come up and I go running to, I was like, hooray. Yes. And I go to see you now, Josh, very chivalrous. I was going to grab him by the hand too. And he put his hands up and he said, no, take her. He was specifically stood back for me to give you a special moment. And, and so I took that. I said, okay. And uh, when I grabbed you by your hand and we finished together and just, I was so happy to be with you but you giggled and giggled it was the cutest finish (laughs) of all time there was the hysterical it just you were giggling the whole time and then when we stood there and danced after you cross after you crossed the finish line it was just the best all I could think was how adorable you were it Ah! was I've never seen anyone giggle like that. After finishing a half marathon, you were the cutest you've ever been. Oh. And yeah, it was precious. And that's actually for the folks out there. I didn't get invited to be on this podcast. I reached out and I said, have you recorded? Because there's something I want to share. And Dana and Amy said, all right, come on. We'll give you 15 minutes or whatever. But no. uh, I just wanted to tell everybody. We'll give you that 15 you might, minutes
2: for like, come on. Right, right? <laughs> <laughs> Be the show. But
1: this is this is it. It was the most joyful, adorable, perfect finish of all time, Amy. And I'm so happy yeah. to share that with you. So, kudos to you. It was so much fun. It's it was it's. It, this one was
0: so special because you were there at the finish, because. Josh was there and even though I was feeling like oh he's hanging back because of me and because just a month earlier probably 3 weeks earlier I was in out in California at the return of the Disneyland races mm-hmm. and just it was my body just said no. Yeah. I'm not going to cooperate with you today in terms of keeping the pace that they had so that they could open up the streets of Anaheim. Mm-hmm in a timely fashion and I, I they have strict guidelines they have to adhere to. So i knew it wasn't going to happen. I got there and i finished in the parking lot of at the after party, but this was a comeback because i couldn't be there last year and for 100% i would do it again anytime. Anytime considering my dad is in treatment and being it, it's successfully fighting his cancer which mm-hmm. i am so thankful for mm-hmm. but this was a comeback because i wanted to be in two places at once last year and this was a comeback because it, it is it, to have a race that here, we're going to we're going to have a half marathon and we're going to give you as long as the marathoners have on the course. Yeah. And we're going to give you an amazing race announcer. And then we're just going to rain celebration down on you. I you know, I used to uh, talk about on the show um the canisters of pink confetti at the start that I missed. Yes. So yeah. I think that the rain is there. Just instead. instead, but it was just such a great finish
2: because there, there might be something to that. They'd ever, I don't recall them having rain in the years they had confetti.
0: Ooh,
1: just mentioning, Ooh. just saying,
2: okay, we might know somebody who's in charge of this whole thing. Amanda.
1: Maybe drop that on her. See how we she. Could, I'm sure. We could,
2: I'm sure they love confetti. If I'm you're, sure if the, you're the municipality loves just that stuff.
1: Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the mayor would say, <laughs> but no. <laughs> but it was just that was and when I see pictures like you posted, Melissa posted from from the D Squad, and just it's. I think it's one of the most memorable race finishes that i will have in a long long time
1: well it was it was a privilege to be part of that finish with you and i i think everybody just took the rain in stride and had fun and we were stomping in puddles i had a whole team of fraternity guys that were assigned to the finish line oh my god they were so fun sigma new jacksonville university we I felt like I was at a frat party for a couple of hours and what a privilege it is not only to be able to go run these races, but to run in the rain. That's something we all wanted to do when we were kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you can't compare the challenge of running in the rain to enduring cancer care, you go, ah, so much better to run in the rain. What a great day. Right. And I would say almost everybody took that in stride and (laughs) had a great attitude and just made the best of it. And yeah, we eventually dried up, right? Yeah, yeah
2: absolutely. Well, and, and I, I compare this to two years ago, yeah, when we had the big wind meetups when we had everybody. Yeah, it was the 30 mile an hour sustained was. winds, it was driving rain the whole time, yeah. and then the winds changed direction on our marathoners who we had in our team that school. were doing the full marathon. So they never got a tailwind, it was headwind the oh. entire time, and they still finished in this amazing headspace and mood yes. because of exactly that. And yes. you, you've got, you, it's no, no small part what you do yeah. at the start and finish line for us mm-hmm. running. When I get to participate,
0: I would like to say that what you did for me is after I crossed the finish line in such an amazing way with fence to have you there taking video of us dancing mm-hmm. And I haven't seen this video. Exists. Yeah. <laughs> she has it. I, yeah. <laughs> but you had the video going of us at the finish and then dancing at the finish. And I just, and I, I think so many times over our running career, we have crossed finish lines together. Mm-hmm. But to have you there to, See the look on your face. I think it it was akin to the look on your face two and a half decades ago when I was coming down the aisle at our wedding. That was uh, it was just uh, amazing because I could see love and pride in your eyes and it was just a wonderful finish because I think that you more than anybody else knew how disappointed I was in January and disappointed that I couldn't be there at Donna last year and just knew how much it meant.
2: Well, and there's a part of me that I, it it was not easy for me to go. I know that I should sit this one out. I could push through and do 13 miles. I could do 13 miles. No problem. I could get it done what's it going to cost me afterwards? And with what's going on with my Achilles, the answer was going to be the ability to flex my left foot. I did the mature thing and did not decide to push through it. But this is the race where if I was going to do that, it's the one that I would want to do it at. Oh, yeah. I was having to run vicariously through you. So you getting a good finish like that was very nice to see.
0: Yeah.
1: You know when I thought, I, when I was watching you dance and laugh and just be so happy, I was thinking, <laughs> I could see why he's so in love with her. That's what I thought. Like, you were the perfect woman at that point. Like, yeah. just filled with joy and all the goodness in the world. It was your best version of you. Yeah. As I knew you. That's what I thought. Thank you. And and Dana, you you didn't do the mature thing. You did the wise thing. Yes. I want to remind Everybody, all the people who show up to a start line injured, it's just pure foolish. The whole reason we do this is for your health. So any race should not set you backwards in your health. If exercise at all causes actual pain, discomfort, being challenged, I'm all game for that. But if you have actual pain during Mm -hmm. exercise, you should not be doing it. And every physical therapist will tell you the same. So Mm -hmm. I want to discourage people. Sometimes you get, gosh, I have a person who's a chronic offender with this. She gets on, she'll run a marathon and then she gets on social media. Oh, I just want everyone to know that I did it, but my knee was giving me a hard time. And and every time she runs, there's this pile of crap she dumps on us after. And I feel like, stop, stop running, respect your body, Mm -hmm. strength, train, flexibility, work on stretching, work on balance, rehab, and then come back in a way where you're not miserable or I I just... It's it's stupid. It's foolish, and it's not brave, and it's not heroic. And so right. everybody should know that when you are injured, you need to yield to your actual health mm-hmm. and take a seat and celebrate your loved ones. Go be part of the cheer squad, and you will live to run another day.
0: Uh,
2: that's exactly yeah. it. A, yeah. a difference between hurt and injured. Injured is a physical state. Hurt's an emotional state. Yeah. I was, I'm actually mm. injured. Working on on that, and 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 making sure that I'm able to run health. Healthfully, healthfully, yeah.
1: yeah. Healthfully, yes. 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 Running should do only good things for your body, not bad things for your body. And that's the other part of that solution is everybody needs to do strength training and stretching and balance training. And that'll make you more likely to have more good days while running. But That's true. Now, exactly. Lecture over.
0: Let me just also say thank you for what you did before the Donna happened, which was to donate to our auction online. <laughs> to your course, your Fixing Your Life with Fitsness course. And Mm. the information and the advice that you are doling out right here as a PSA, you get the real fits and some real knowledge to help you accomplish goals in that. So for everybody out there that hasn't had a chance to check that out, they should. And we can't thank you enough for donating that to the auction to help the Donna Foundation.
1: My, my pleasure. Thank you for asking.
2: And, and this is a situation where Fitz talks about a, a lot about fitness, but mm-hmm. it is a metaphor for other areas of your life. Yeah. And it, it's not just, yes, the lesson is about, we're going to talk about strength training or what, whatever the topic I, that week is, but it goes beyond just you getting your sweat on and getting swole. It's about mm-hmm. the, the mental attitude and the habits you're building and things that will actually make positive changes in your life.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. It's so, almost like
2: we've been through the class.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we might have. <laughs> well, Fitz, well, do, us a,
2: I, f- uh, do us a favor. Tell us where people can find you online because I. we're going to ask you to stick around for the the food and drink segment but if you can't we would we understand but we want to make sure that everybody knows where they can find you and connect with
1: you and also what you have coming up oh that's right so i'm going to do that now i'm going to let you guys do the food and drink segment on your own because i actually want to go have dinner she wants to have
2: (laughs) some food and drink got it
1: food and drink for me. Uh, but I am my home base for everything is fitness.com. That's F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S.com. There's all sorts of free resources there, free videos and recipes and articles. And then the Fixing Your Life with fitness course. My books are available at fitness.com. My race announcing schedules there. So if anybody Yay. else would like to be treated like royalty at a start or finish line, Come run my races. My races are the best races. Yeah. And then I'm at Fitness on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook. And I'm on LinkedIn. And I, I, if you follow, I promise quality content in return. But what I'd much rather is for you to follow and then say hello. I heard you on the Runny Drink podcast because I'm always out for new running besties. And it would be more meaningful to me if we actually made a real connection.
2: And we will link yes to everything in the show notes. Yes. So
1: you have Gasparilla. After Gasparilla, where are you headed? Ah, so Gasparilla, and then that's a good question. Oh, this is weird. I'm now hosting a massive pickleball tournament in Sacramento. March seventh through the tenth, or something like that, which will be very interesting. It's my first time doing that, but so we can no
2: longer call you a race announcer. We have to call you a sports announcer.
1: host. yeah, I'm going to stick with race announcer for now. We'll see how the pickleball thing goes, but but yeah, so that should be interesting. Yeah, Um, I have. I'll be speaking at a breast cancer conference in Vegas the next week, and then. public savannah women's half marathon the first weekend of april and then the end of april is big sur marathon followed by oc marathon and then buffalo marathon and fargo marathon so i've got a whole bunch of great things coming up in the spring
0: you are also raising funds for a good cause and do you want to talk about that or
1: sure (laughs) sure i got Suckered in, invited, however you want to describe it, to a Dancing with the Stars fundraising competition for the Dance Alive National Ballet Company. And you know what's interesting is when I ran Boston after cancer stuff, I was invited for that. And I thought, damn it, I don't really want to do this, but okay, fine, I'll do it. And I ran Boston and it was great. And when I crossed that finish line, people started saying, are you going to run Boston again? What's your next marathon? Blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, I don't know, maybe I'll do another one, but I'm not committed to that right now. I'd like to branch out. And for some reason in my mind, I thought a dance challenge would be fun. I had no idea how that was going to play itself out. I had no idea, but that's what came popped into my head and I just kept it there. And then last year I was invited to do this Dancing with the Stars competition and I couldn't do it because I was announcing Coast Guard Marathon, but this year they came back and I looked at my schedule and I said, okay, so I'm doing this. There's, I think about 15 competitors. There's 15 professional dancers from the National Ballet Company. And then they're paired up with average Joes and Janes like myself. And we have a professional choreographer and we were all able to choose our own dance style. And I foolishly when looking online over ambitious as I am for, I, I, I Google searched what is the most athletic rowdy ballroom dance and all arrows pointed to the jive. And I thought, okay, the jive it is. And so now I'm jiving for my life. <laughs> for my life. It is very challenging and it is so fast moving. I did not know my body would go this fast and it's, Awesome. And it's fun. And I laugh and I enjoy it every day. But I also, I haven't had this kind of challenge in a very long time. And yes, I do things professionally that are challenging and physically that are challenging, but nothing I've done since I was competitive kickboxer could also yield yield public humiliation. So that's really the difference with this. There was no chance of me being humiliated at all in Boston. Mm -hmm. I was going to finish that race come hell or high water. Mm. Um, When I stepped into the ring to to fight, I could not just win or lose. I could be knocked unconscious, which I'm assuming would be very embarrassing. That never happened to me, thank goodness. But that was always on the line. And so now (laughs) I'm going to be dancing live in front of a thousand people. And I'm sure this video will be released post-performance. And I am just, um, I'm working so hard to get it right. And I think we have about 85% of the routine done and I have only 38 days left. And I, yeah, it's tough and I'm dancing in three inch heels and uh, yeah, it's just tricky. So if anyone would like to help support this ridiculous endeavor I've pursued, there are Donation links on my Facebook page, and sure, five dollars, fifty dollars, a million dollars, whatever you got would be (laughs) great. Yeah, and all the prayers, right? Bless my heart. (laughs) I'm doing the job. Well,
2: and we bless the heels. Bless the heels, exactly. And we look forward to sharing that video with everybody, so they can see what one of our favorite race announcers, sports announcer, is is doing for charity. So, yeah. Fitz Kohler, thank you so much for joining us on the Running Drink Podcast this week. We cannot thank you enough for coming and spending close to an hour with us.
0: Yeah, and we can't wait to see you at Donna in 2025.
1: That's right. Hopefully sooner. Hopefully sooner, because I love you guys and I yes. miss you. And all of your listeners, please say hello. If you see me at a race, don't be shy. Yeah. I want to meet you. No, she doesn't bite.
2: No. Usually. Lots of hugs. Usually.
1: Lots of hugs. Lots
2: of hugs. Yeah. Guaranteed you're going to get a hug.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. And a noisy finish. Noisy finishes. Yeah. All right. Kick me out. All right.
2: You. Thank you, Fitz. Thank Bye you, guys.
1: Fitz. We'll see you really
0: soon. All this talk of running
2: makes me hungry.
0: You would normally say that, right? I would normally say yeah. that.
2: And I'm still saying it. I'm just, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: what a great race weekend. <sighs>
2: Yeah, it really was. And we're going to be talking about um, probably one of the best meals at a sit-down restaurant that we've had on the show in quite some time.
0: We have been to a lot of great places, and this is incredible. And I just, it's a combination. We discovered this through a combination of two things, the power of Doctors Mike and Andy Sharp, bouncy hunters, runners. I think she's getting ready for Tokyo Marathon. Yes, and shout out to her if she'll listen to her doctor. If and she will do what, heal, if, I says. hope that she, I hope she heals and is physician su- heal thyself. Is successful, and I'm excited to see her accomplish that goal. <laughs> yes, but she and Mike no. Where to eat, where to explore local food.
2: They quite literally have a perfect record in the places they've recommended to us.
0: And I would say that the, the other place where I found this recommendation was Donna's partnership with Visit Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. The app, the their they had their, their trailer set up outside the expo, and they were spinning a wheel and giving away prizes. Yep. And visit Jacksonville was a partner of the Donna Marathon Weekend, and so I was, I just, I was like, hey, I'll go, and I'll. What is the Jacksonville Ale Trail all about, and what are the top food restaurants, like carb loading restaurants? Where can I find? That and then I checked it against Mike and Andy's recommendations, and I said, "What do you think about Catullo's? Catullo's Italian?" And she said, "Oh yes, but get there early. Get there at open, or you're sunk." And she wasn't kidding.
2: No, we got there at open and there was a line. And this is a place, honestly, and I made mention of it. I said, I don't know that if I drove past this, I would give it a second look. I
0: would say.
2: A a tiny place in a strip mall by a Walmart.
0: Yeah. And it's not that it wasn't nice inside.
2: I'm just saying from the exterior, there's nothing that would really draw your eye.
0: No. It's Grace and Allen recommended that place out in California, which was not really, there are not bells and whistles and fireworks and saying, hey, look at me, come over here. It's very unassuming on its exterior. Same thing. Cotullo's in Jacksonville is very unassuming, but then you walk in and there's a nice long bar. There are, it's, it's a. A smaller seating area there are a couple of booths at the front and then there are tables throughout mm-hmm. and there are, i don't know maybe 10 12 seats at the bar
2: and they we went in we were in the probably the first 20 people in line and it thanks, was, to josh, thanks to because josh because
0: he got there and got us in line
2: executive producer of the show yeah and and Guy who makes sure that we get seated. He got there and we get in and they sat the entire restaurant, restaurant. in one shot.
0: It was like I've five minutes. I've never
2: seen a restaurant do that.
0: Five minutes and you're done. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that place for the duration of our meal, and we were there for a good 90 minutes. Yes. They were on a wait nonstop.
0: People outside. Having glasses of wine and beer and outside on the, I don't know, porch for lack of a better.
2: The part of the strip mall that right in front of the restaurant. Where they were waiting.
0: Yeah. And it was just nonstop people throughout. Mm -hmm. And we see why. Oh. We see why having had this meal. As our carb-loading meal for the Donna. Yes. And I'm going to tell you what. From appetizer to dessert, it was amazing, delicious, tasty, authentic.
2: Mm. And just beautifully prepared Italian food. (laughs) We started the meal with with a variety of appetizers. We did. We, We ended up getting an order of their arancini. Which are basically, uh, typically, we see Arancini, it's fried rice balls, and they'll usually have some sort of a meat or cheese inside of it. Yeah. What they did was Calabrian chili and Parmigiano Reggiano stuffed with tangy, fresh goat cheese, then hand-rolled.
0: It's risotto in there. Yes. Ah! With goat cheese. I'm sorry.
2: Then they bread it and fry it. And serve with marinara.
0: I mean, I'm sorry.
2: The addition of goat cheese is something that I've never had in a arancini.
0: Typically Parmesan, typically mozzarella. Parmesan, mozzarella,
2: yeah. Milder cheeses. Goat cheese has got a certain tang and a funk to it. It does. That not everyone's used to. But that addition of that, plus the Calabrian chili, which gave it that really wonderful spice...
0: Just a bite. A little it's bit not, of bite. Oh, It's not too powerful.
2: No, but it lets you know it's there. And the Parmigiano-Reggiano gives you this mm-hmm. to go along. So you have this tanginess, this nuttiness, a little bit of funk from the goat cheese. Oh. The risotto, is it's creamy and perfectly cooked. But then you've got the crisp from that exterior, like the breadcrumbs on the exterior when they mm-hmm. fry it. And so you have crunchy, it's creamy, like a tangy, crunch. yeah, yeah. But it, it hits every single note you could want, and then you get the, then you get that acid from the marinara sauce, which is dynamite. <laughs> mm. These are phenomenal.
0: Yeah, absolutely was, phenomenal. What two large arancini, two large arancini, and, and so good, so good. Now Josh got the meatballs with the garlic sauce. Yes. Now, I'm going to tell you, it's like a white sauce. Our take, a more exotic meatball using spices from around the world, served over a roasted garlic cream sauce. And, it, and the garlic is the star
2: yeah. of that sauce. I've never had a pl- uh, 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 an Italian place at all do a meatball dish with a cream sauce.
0: And these were smaller than the arancini, I would say...
2: Arancini were size of almost a tangerine. They were big.
0: Yeah, and these were maybe golf ball size. Yeah, maybe a little bit smaller. It, I just, they were. It, it gave it a whole different flavor, that garlic and creaminess and just mm, tender meat. And I, you, it's a whole plate of that sauce. The sauce makes a bed, and. Then you have one, two, three, you have six of those golf ball sized and you have to drag them through the sauce. Oh, you have to drag them through the sauce. And when no one's looking, you need to lick the plate. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. The the sauce is
2: ridiculous. (laughs) Honestly, they could have just gone, we're going to sell you a a ramekin of the sauce and you can-
0: We'll give you a spoon.
2: And and, and give you a plastic spoon. spoon. And and I'd be happy with that.
0: We'll leave you in the corner. With it.
2: I would be happy with that. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. We also, (laughs) this is just the appetizers, guys. I mean, yeah. We also (gasps) did the bruschetta or the bruschetta and (sighs) their description of this, I don't know if it does it justice. Mm -hmm. They call it a different version of the everyday bruschetta you're used to. Maz incorporates tomatoes, kalamata olives, basil, and capers to build the perfect combination of flavors. I don't know that I've ever had a bruschetta that had the Kalamata olives and capers. And it's such a nice touch because They're, that gives you that yeah. saltiness. Mm-hmm. It gives you a little bit of the richness from the olive.
0: But then you have brininess as well.
2: Yes. The, I love capers.
0: Yeah. Capers. Mm. And I think that in there, they don't need to be fried. They don't need to be like it's soaked in anything. Just the way they are.
2: And I think they were using fire-roasted tomatoes, too.
0: Oh, yeah. So, you get smokiness.
2: So, you get a little smokiness there. I think that's what that's from.
0: And the basil. <sighs> and the basil is just, I don't, it's that licorice ever, but not overly powerful.
2: I love fresh basil. Yeah. I. I it, it is one of those herbs that I don't know I've ever had a dish where it's been, worse off from adding it i I think you could certainly overdo it it's a strong flavor but i just love the pop of freshness you get from fresh basil
0: that's true that's (sighs) so true so the appetizers that's a trio of win a trio of win, and we could have stopped there, but we didn't. And for just, you,
2: just FYI, the Runcation. appetizers that we mentioned, the arancini were eleven ninety, the bruschetta were nine ninety, and the meatballs and garlic sauce were ten dollars and ninety cents. And you
0: could have made a meal out of it.
2: Oh, we could have done seriously. <laughs> we could it. have done a progressive meal where we just did like appetizers here and been perfectly satisfied. Mm-hmm. They have also a hand-cut breaded fried whole milk mozzarella they do that would have been phenomenal they also have a burrata Burrata? yeah which i would have loved because i love burrata and then they do that served with or or, i'm sorry it's stuffed with stracciatella and rests on a bed of basil pesto greens
0: hello yeah mike's hot honey sauce on the side
2: i like mike's hot honey But it's very spicy. It's spicy. Yeah.
0: And it's used judiciously. Mm -hmm. But, hello.
2: The main course here, I don't know which one of us won.
0: And I really feel like we need to go back and win some more. Because, hello. I, do you want to start? I was going to say,
2: Josh started with the the gnocchi Cattullo.
0: That's true. That's true. We could start with his.
2: And they their, their description on the menu is fluffy yes. little p- pasta pillows cooked in our fresh sage and Calabrian chili Alfredo sauce.
0: And did he not get seafood on top of it?
2: I believe that he got shrimp, if I remember correctly. Or
0: scallops.
2: Or scallops. Or both. Yes. We have to refer Josh, to the photos.
0: Let us know.
3: Yeah. But
2: the gnocchi he let me try. <sighs> Listen... I'm a, I am love a good gnocchi. And gnocchi is basically a potato dumpling that's cooked like pasta. And when not done mushy. properly, they're not mushy. Mm-hmm. They have a little bit of chew to them. They're almost al dente. Ooh. And the I was such a sucker. They like their Calabrian chili here. But the fact that they had a spicy Alfredo sauce. Mm. Oh. I've seen places do spicy Alfredo where they just dump a ton of black pepper into it. Too much. It's very one note and very...
0: But see, this also uninspired. has fresh sage. Yes. In the Alfredo. hmm And I just...
2: Another herb that I absolutely love.
0: I adore it for Thanksgiving. I have not... I don't think I've ever seen it or known about it if it's been in... It's not been ever present in any Alfredo sauce that I've had that I can think of. That's not
2: a common ingredient. In Alfredo. No.
0: But that is just genius, Mm -hmm. okay? I, yeah. Listen, I am a traditionalist when it comes to carb loading, and you know this about me.
2: Yes, I do.
0: I had to have what they call the Sunday supper, which is – our what their menu says is our spin-off version of spaghetti and meatballs it's fresh egg pappardelle pasta or papardelli. i don't know how you say it i'm not italian tossed so i apologize to all of you who have those roots and know how to pronounce them the pastas i'm sorry tossed in our marinara which is dynamite anyway which we already know from the arancini served with two meatballs Oh my gosh, and they can make it with butter, they can make it aglio olio, which is like the garlic and olive oil, spicy. But I got it with the marinara and the meatballs, and I'm just going to tell you that the pasta was cooked perfectly. And I love the wider noodle to hold the sauce, and the sauce was just it's it tasted like it had been cooking for hours. And just the right amount of Italian spice and the, the meatballs. They were tender. And the the Italian spices and the meatiness and just the – you put it all together, it's the perfect bite. I want to go back and have it with the garlic and olive oil. Oh, and yeah. yeah. I just – did a, not leave anything on the plate i'm just not gonna lie
2: yeah i, I you let me have a bite the pasta is phenomenal i love f- fresh made pasta just so hard to beat mm. and, and you can tell the flavor the texture it's just phenomenal mm. and yeah you were absolutely in absolute heaven i could tell
0: and I thought you might get the porcini mushroom tortelloni when you looked at I, it like I that.
2: I was very close to getting the porcini mushroom tortelloni. Mm-hmm. I love tortelloni, and then them doing this with basically a beef broth and red wine reduction right up my alley. Yeah, so that that would have been just unctuous and delicious. But I went a little sweet and savory,
0: and they you had, won. I believe. You I
2: won. I was super happy with yeah. mine. I ended up getting the pear fiocchi. And as they say on the menu, Fiocchi translates to "little purse" in Italian. Fresh egg pasta sheets are stuffed with fresh pear, Taleggio, uh, Robiola, and Grana Padano cheeses, uh, uh, with mm-hmm. a caramelized uh, pear. Oh my god!
0: But wait, there's more. There is. The wasn't there like bacon on the top?
2: Then of course it is topped with this wonderful creamy Alfredo and then fresh bacon.
0: I mean, seriously, is that was it bacon or was it fried prosciutto or I don't know what that was. It
2: six of one, half a dozen of the other. It I don't was, know. It was salty, smoky, wonderful. Oh. This dish hit every note. The Fresh pasta was absolutely cooked perfectly. Oh, my gosh. The fresh pear, the caramelized pear, the three cheeses, Taleggio, mm. Robiola, and Grana Padano. You're getting a combination of smoky, salty sweet. with those cheeses.
0: A little bit sweet.
2: The sweetness, I think, really came from the pear. pears. And, and it was just such a great combination of flavors. And... <sighs> I, you got a little bit of everything, and then you got the crunch of the bacon. I'm going to call it bacon. Um, okay,
0: whatever. It was just meaty it, goodness.
2: And, and, and you know, so you get the saltiness Gosh. and the smokiness, the sweetness, the creaminess, everything it was in one so bite. Good. Absolutely fantastic. You, I finished my entire plate. I mean, you let me have one. I let you have one. I let yeah, Josh yeah. have one. It yes. was so good. That was it. It like, was just
0: stellar. <laughs> Stellar. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, but it was worth it. Oh, and I'm going to say it's an, it's a nice, it could be a celebratory meal. Oh yeah. Also could be a, like we used it like a carb loading meal.
2: And the, the space is adorable. They, they've got a beer and wine license. They have wine based yeah. cocktails there. They have a, a wonderful wine list, but the whole space was a white tablecloth dining experience. and, They were nonstop, nonstop, turning tables, filling Uh, them up, staying full. And I'm looking at my photo of my meal right here. so lovely. I'm going to go with bacon on that because of that. You really?
0: You think so? I think so. Okay. Yes. I don't know. It was deliciousness. Yes. Whatever it was. Quite tasty. But you also winning the appetizer round, winning top-notch entrees but also stellar dessert.
2: Let's talk about dessert.
0: Cuz Le- lemoncello <laughs> mascarpone cake, citrus olive oil cake.
2: And that's what we opted
0: for. Hello.
2: As they describe it, a sweet, Sorry. dense, Just rich and moist cake with fresh orange, lemon, Finished with citrus glaze, (laughs) salted caramel toffee, and chopped pecans.
0: Just get it. Just do not pass go. Just get it. And... Buck agrees.
2: He does. That's him shaking in the background there. Yeah. The olive oil is not an overpowering flavor. It is something that's added into the cake. It gives you the richness. It gives you moisture. It, but it is not something that you would taste this and go, this is weird. No, no.
0: Because f- some people think olive, far oil, from okay. it. olive oil has its own inherent sweetness.
2: Sweetness, a little bit of fruitiness to it. Yeah. If,
0: uh, not the Fruitiness is better.
2: Not the really pale, like industrial olive oil. You got to spend a little money and get the good dark stuff. Yeah. But when you do that, the stuff that you want to drag a slice of crusty bread through that's when you're getting that wonderful flavor. And you get a little hint of that, but that paired with the orange and the lemon.
0: Oh, the citrus. Yeah.
2: (sighs) And then you get that salted caramel toffee and pecans on top of that. Just. Yes.
0: let just start. Just, yes.
2: These two have a a uniqueness to them. That limoncello mascarpone cake also.
0: Oh, Again, wow. Oh, my.
2: Think <sighs> as, a, as a citrusy mm. tiramisu. Oh, oh. That would be the best way I could describe it. Instead of it being like, like chocolatey and coffee flavored, this is more citrusy.
0: It's so and good. And creamy. Just get it. Yeah. Just get them. <laughs> Just get them. Yeah. And invite us.
2: You yeah. can't go wrong. You yeah. really can't.
0: Just do it. And I will tell you that the service we had was top-notch as well. And their their servers, they all work as a team, really. Yes. So it is, they help each other. They deliver food for each other. They are, it is, and and I always see that work so well. We see that at Nice Guy's Pizza here locally. Mm -hmm. But it's just, they're all in it together.
2: Yeah, when restaurants do that, it it prevents you from having those gaps in your service experience where you feel like you've been forgotten about Mm. and if your food is prepared the last thing you want is it sitting under a heat lamp so i don't think food sits at this place and we were visited by our server other servers that were assisting i think that they had a dedicated water water porter yeah. Th- who was coming around making sure waters were filled. And mm-hmm. then we also had a manager visit our table. Yes. And we just, we actually made a point of complimenting th- them.
0: And they didn't know we were there for the show. N-
2: not at all. And they did an absolutely phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. I would go back. Yeah. Without
0: 100%. A doubt. And a stellar meal like that, it, Makes me thirsty.
2: It does. It requires a tasty beverage. It and does. every year when we go to the Donna Marathon weekend, we've gotten spoiled because this weekend is almost always synonymous with Underdark, the release of one of our favorite beers, Underdark, Amy just mentioned. Yeah. And this year we were not able to enjoy that.
0: But we did find a fabulous place.
2: We did. We had to tap into our friends who were local yep. and say, friends, we cannot go to the brewery we would normally go to. Do you have any other recommendations? And in the conversation, they actually said, what do you mean you haven't been to Green Room Brewing?
0: That is our fault. They were like, we totally we, we dropped the ball.
2: that we had already told you about it and you'd already been. And, and, and
0: I said, yes, you've told us about it. We have it in our Mike and Andy guide saved <laughs> on our phones. Yes. But we only have...
2: X amount of time any weekend 70, that we go up there. Like
0: 72 hours in total when we go to Jacksonville. And we always say we need to build in more time, but... They were like, but they've been telling us about it for a couple of years. You weren't going to go without me. And I think you would have actually.
2: You're hundred percent correct.
0: Okay. Anyway, but you would have brought me back.
2: (laughs) I'd have brought back beer. Yes.
0: So I appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) But he waited for me. So Mike, Andy, it was not your fault. And we got to review a couple of flights with our executive producer, Josh. Osborne. Welcome to Green Room Brewing in Jacksonville Beach.
2: Yeah, this is a brewery that's been recommended to us for quite some time by a couple of friends of ours here who are locals.
0: Yes, and you know we like to go where the locals (laughs) explore and indulge in the best food and beverage. Yeah,
2: and walking into this place immediately you're greeted with they got a nice bar right up front with uh, some high top seating off to the right. Back in the back, they've got their tanks where they're actually doing the brewing. So cool. Off to the side Love of the tank. Love see that. Behind the bar, they have a game area with uh, like life size Jenga and ping pong. And uh,
0: what do you call the football? Foosball. Foosball.
2: And yeah, this is, and then off in the corner in the front, they have a couple of pinball games. So, Love it. Uh, it's, a, it's a neat space, and they've got the nautical sort of feel, like you got these outside nautical lamps uh, hanging over, pendant lights hanging over the bar. Mm -hmm. The bar itself is corrugated aluminum. Uh, they got a really cool mosaic of their logo up on the wall. I love on that. On the wall, and it's made out of corks and bottle Super caps. Super cool. Just really neat. Yeah. And, yeah. Just a, a neat looking space. But they've got a huge selection of beers here, mm-hmm. and they break their beers down into tier one and tier two brews. I think probably for cost of ingredients, but TV? or probably ultimately, I think that it probably is has something to do with ABV. Yeah. But you're talking a difference of 50 cents a pint. It's nothing crazy. We're lo- I'm looking at just a quick count here. 5, 10, 20, 25 beers on tap. Yeah. And this is all local stuff. Or all homemade stuff. Yes. So Brewed here. I think quite literally brewed in this, in this very building. It would seem. We each selected a flight. We did. And we are... We overlapped quite a lot. We did! We We're did. going to to try some of them at the Together. same time. Together.
0: Yes. What are we starting
2: with? Well, let's start with the La Ola Jalapeno. This La Ola is their Mexican lager, and they have three varieties on the menu. They have the La Ola Mexican lager with jalapeno, with lime, or with coconut. Interesting. Each one clocks in at five point six percent ABV. This is a tier one beers for them, so six twenty-five a pint, and uh, I'm excited. I love Mexican lager as a style.
0: It's golden and clear. Yes, see through. No, no haze. This
2: is a little bit of a darker gold than I'm accustomed to with a Mexican lager.
0: I don't smell any
2: spice off this. I don't smell anything off, but the nose is very, very.
0: Oh, the waxiness there. of the jalapeno.
2: Oh, yeah. That's, right? uh, that's yeah. immediate.
0: Not the spice, the waxiness.
2: I'm actually not getting any heat.
0: Mm-mm. I don't know if it's, it builds, but. I, that's it. You know what? Billy's Chilies.
2: Billy's Chilies is a, another pepper beer that mm-hmm. we've talked about on the show before. Okay, there's the slightest tingle
0: as you take more. Yeah,
2: but this is not. This would not. This shouldn't scare anybody off. You get the the flavor of the jalapeno without it being for a
0: spice head. No, 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 no. You get this with a lime, maybe a little bit of tahini on the rim. Oh yeah, that would be great. That
2: would be wonderful.
0: Go nice with some brisket tacos or yeah.
2: Now, their parking situation here, I, I don't know if they do a lot of food trucks. But you got
0: to park on the street. you
2: got to do street parking in the neighborhood, Yeah. and you're right on the main drag here.
0: There are a lot of people that actually live in the neighborhood and bike or walk.
2: Oh, sure. I'm sure. If I lived in this area, I would. And totally. by the way, I'm rem- we're remiss in-, in mentioning we are joined today by executive producer oh, of the show, yes. Josh Osborne. Josh is not drinking. He is just hanging out with yeah. us today. Yeah. But feel free for the color commentary or to take a sip, man. Either way. So, would you get a pint of this, Amy?
0: I would. I think. Especially to see what Josh if it was going to be like a taco situation, like a street taco situation. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I like their flight boards. They're like their flight board looks like, like a surfboard. Like a surfboard with their logo. Very nice. With onions.
3: Yes. Good to go. Yeah, right? Meat of choice. I'm a lingua fan myself. Yes. Ooh, lingua tacos oh, yes, are absolutely. good. And it kind of stays with you just a little bit.
0: But it's not so spicy. It's not for. Just because you see the name jalapeno in it, don't let it scare you off. Exactly. It's not like the seeds are in there and it's super hot. Now, I like it.
2: Now you went with a second offering from I the Laola lime.
0: I got the lime, not the coconut. The lime in the coconut. Then you have to shake it all if you up. A few? Uh, oh, oh, you could, you could. I don't know. It's but. been told to us that was a popular, popular combination. Oh, okay. And these are. There's no real. It's the same ABV. Same ABV. So. Five
2: point six uh, uh, in all three of them.
0: Oh, but the lime is. Real. Smell that. Smell it.
2: Oh yeah, that is like yeah. lime <laughs> zest.
0: Which I love.
2: So you so. get the tartness though, that'll be what I'm curious to see.
0: I would say not tart, I would say... The zest? The, the, no, the body of the fruit. The, uh, it's the like the meat of the fruit. Like the, the pulp, like you said. The pulp, yeah. yeah.
2: More sweet than I thought it was going to be. Yeah.
0: Not tart. That's what I mean. That's
2: really good.
3: I, I think I like that one better. You have the lime the, kitchen right away.
2: Than the jalapeno?
0: The- you like it better than I the jalapeno? I think I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Josh, I'll be interested to hear. What you have to say.
2: I like the jalapeno one. Don't get me wrong. No.
3: Actually, this has more of a... The lime shows through. Yeah. But not over mm If that's even a word. Because yeah.
0: it's still refreshing. Yes. It's still oh, very... Yeah, that, that was, I could do
3: that on a hot day.
0: Very refreshing. Now.
2: Oh, she's, she's doing the alchemy. She's mixing the two. I like
3: the alchemy. That's how most of us got... So most of this stuff came to be in the first place. Exactly. Days. All
0: right. So now... These two are mixed. Okay. The jalapeno and the lime.
2: Okay, that's actually the best of both worlds. Really? It, it mellows out the jalap or it mellows out the lime, and you still get the waxiness of the jalapeno. Ah! A little sippy sip there. Again, I need a plate of tacos now.
0: I know, all right? Where can we get some? Let's go. <laughs>
2: Josh has done two sips this. Neither He's not one, hating it.
3: Again, neither one overpowers the other. No. They play well together.
0: Yeah. They do. Yeah. I like it. All, All right. right. So you still get that kind of
3: a waxiness off of the jalapeno, but again, and the, the, the body, the pulp of the uh, And the wine you're a going. spice head. I, I love my spice Yeah. Head. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I'm not leaving there crying, I'm not
0: happy. This is the man who sent us sent hot wines. Sent us ones, the hot the ones. Box.
3: Exactly. So. Not only that, but did the, did the, the, the gauntlet with you. With oh, us. Yes. Times, yes. Multiple, times. Yes. multiple
0: times. Yeah, I like them.
3: Did I just catch a bit of
0: smokiness off of that? Maybe. You know what? If you had that, if you had the lime, the jalapeno, and then you did some mezcal. Oh. Hello.
3: Maybe a chili scramble.
0: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're talking. So good. Good poblano. I like that. I like that what? So far. I'm two for two and I, I really like that but you need to catch up okay. my friend
2: they do have a honey blonde here called Diamond and
0: that that's is, what you're gonna do that next that is the
2: base beer
3: Josh
0: were you gonna say something one more recommendation for that yeah
3: Negus what is it Negus what's that it's a Tex-Mex type of almost a from what I understand I've had it a couple times you can actually get it at that Ruby Sunshine in oh. Birmingham that I've mentioned on the show before yeah um it's almost like a chilequines if you will. Oh you're talking Chilla-kili. my language right there. Yes. Very good breakfast beer you're yes. going to have it with the Oh I like it. So put a little bit of the hair of the dog. I think
2: that's your we we might need that after tomorrow's race. Or a
0: brunch celebration. Or a brunch celebration post brunch race. Good. Come on, on race. now. Yes.
2: So I'm trying yes. that. Like I said, they have their honey blonde yes. here that is called Diamond. It's five percenter. Mm-hmm. They have a variant that I'm trying. This is their pina colada diamond. Ooh. And the they they also offer a blueberry diamond. It's interesting, they do variations of their beers. This one in particular is their blonde with pineapple and coconut. Mm. This one clocks in at 4.5% ABV. Okay. And this is a bright golden color, but it's got a haze to it. It's like
0: the color of a pineapple.
2: It smells like pineapple juice. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That doesn't even taste alcoholic. That is dangerous. Get your own. I know, right? That is...
0: That's fantastic. But it's you didn't not have the too original. tart. It's
2: not too sweet. No, I'll try the original, yeah. maybe for the patrons. Okay. But that is oh. really good, and you would never know that's four and a half percent. That's so good. Definitely got, you know.
3: It hides it very well. Yeah. That's so Which good. Makes it
2: dangerous. Very dangerous. <laughs> My gosh. I, imagine that on—you're so having a, a beach day or a boat day. Get a growler of that on the boat. That's a winner. That sounds
3: like one that will come back to bite you if you're not careful. Oh,
2: but next thing's like one, two, three, four. Yes,
3: exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and
2: and I see Amy's already got her next beer queued
0: up. Reelin' Red. Reelin' Red. Reelin' Red. And it's 5.5. 5% Five percent ABV. So this is their toasted red ale. Yes. You can see through. it Traditional it's a go, the roasted caramel, red. So it says caramel color. Okay.
2: Now what what did you say the ABV was? Five and a half. Okay. They have it listed up up on their board as six point four.
0: Oh. Well, on their website it's five and a half
2: or. So it's somewhere between five point five and six point four. Okay. But it's got a perfect. Whatever. It's got a perfect red color to it. That is. As far as the style goes, that nice is spot carbonation,
0: on. nice carbonation, nice note, it's nice not malty not, Okay. Not a whole lot of bitterness on the end. It's not like back home I think Scotty's Red has some bitterness on the end. This doesn't. To me, not as much. I don't
2: think you're going to hate that, Josh. I think that's I'm a big fan of red ales, period. Yeah. That one like you said, you get a little bit of bitterness but then it fades. Mm-hmm. It's not super hoppy. And uh,
3: not my favorite? Not your favorite? Uh, but I wouldn't kick it out of bed for Breathen Cracker. Okay, that's a fair assessment.
2: And there's the cutest black lab here. Oh, so cute. Amy made friends with all the dogs this weekend. Oh, yes. That is her forte.
0: 100%. I love the dogs.
2: And then my next beer in my flight is their Milk Stout. I'm a huge fan of the style. I love the mouthfeel that you get off of beers that are brewed with lactose. I love stouts, generally speaking. You combine the two, you tend to get a real winner. And theirs is called Silly Sea Cow, and it's listed at 7.2% ABV. So it's a little higher than what I would normally expect in a Milk Stout, but I'm very curious getting some like roasted malt and like chocolate espresso-y kind of n- notes on the nose. Okay, there's a smokiness that I was not expecting with this. Mm. Almost, mm. almost the smokiness you get from like a scotch.
0: Ooh, peaty.
2: Yeah, it's a little. That's a little like a
0: woody. Not what I
2: was expecting.
0: Yes. It's good,
2: but they it surprised me a with little the
0: bit drink. smoky. I'm sure you were almost imagining a bell
2: cow. J-Dub's bell cow is a really good, really good one. I like left-hand
0: mm.
2: milk stout as well. They do a really That's good That's really good.
0: I like that one. Try that
2: one, Josh. What you think? That one's different.
0: I like it, though. It's not overly smoky.
2: No, but they're, but it's got something there. It's that toastiness from the toasted malt at the mm-hmm. end. It's different. You don't hate it. You're not making a face if you do, so. I'm discovering. Well, it almost tastes like a little bit of vanilla, or something. Yeah? Maybe I'm missing
3: that.
2: No, I, I, I would agree. You're getting, there's like a chocolatey kind of thing going on, and then are you getting that smokiness I'd, at the end I'm talking bit. about? I'm not,
3: I'm not too familiar with the Stouts other than, obviously, Guinness, which is very much out of the norm. Guinness, yeah. I could, I could definitely drink that that's kind of a dinner a little bit of a heavier dinner beer. Oh yeah and a seven point two you, you
2: wouldn't drink a lot of it.
3: I think that would be good as along with you say a
2: green like a Brussels sprout type of dish or something like Something that. yeah. Mm-hmm. Something to cut through that a Correct. little bit. Or maybe just compliment it but not override one or the other I like it. We have an overlap in our we we're do we're both on our last beer. Okay.
0: And I feel like I'm going back to my childhood with the title.
2: We were told that they do a series of beers here that emulate Saturday morning breakfast cereals. And on their menu right now is one called Count Shakula. And this is a chocolate oatmeal stout. So oatmeal is added to the, the mash list, essentially. And, and you it's end balanced. up getting a heavier... Smoother mouth feel as a result. It Kinda smells s- like breakfast
0: cereal. That's all I'm gonna okay. say. It smells like breakfast cereal.
2: Oh, it does. It really does. But you tend to get the heavier mouth feel, s- smoother. Oh. Mm. Okay. You definitely get the chocolate on that. That is
3: 100%
2: like, like a chocolate cereal. Yeah. There's a mild carbonation to it. What I would like for them to do is put that on nitro.
0: Oh!
3: That on nitro would be stellar.
0: It would. So good.
3: It gives a whole new twist on Saturday morning cartoons. Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You drink a few of those, you'll be acting them out. (laughs) You'll be asleep till Sunday.
2: (laughs) So the Black Lab is running around the brewery making friends with people.
0: Yeah! So cute. Uh, (laughs) so, <laughs> okay. what do you think? Which yeah. one's your favorite?
2: Between the two of us, we've tried beers ranging from light and crisp mm. to heavy and dark. Yeah. I think they've got a pretty good selection here. I
0: really I, like the range. The The Count Chocula in terms of the darker one. I, the Real Red is really good. I, the Lime. The Lime.
2: I liked your mix. I liked doing that. I think if I were picking a single beer from my flight, I'm gonna go with the Pina Colada Diamond.
0: That's really good. That was really good.
2: Shockingly good.
0: And I'll go with the lime.
2: And you're gonna go with the lime. If I'm going with a single,
0: no mix, no.
2: And if I am picking a favorite from both.
0: Oh, what would you do?
2: Opening up the possibility of the lime and the real red. (sighs) I might have to go with the lime. Yeah,
0: it's good. Nice white. Yeah, well, I like
3: peanut. Uh, obviously, that's one of my favorite uh, things of ever. I'm uh, a huge pineapple fan. Honestly, I think i have to go with the lime, ultimately, and mix it. Oh, the uh, mix. Then, then, then because, again, as much as I am a fan of Mexican food, that would be a great complimentary beer to, again, a, a kind of a guano pepper, again, a quiles, a, a migas, something along the lines, maybe, with a Mexican or Tex-Mex, I would highly recommend doing that. And again, not enough, it, it complements the, the flavor profile, but doesn't overpower it to where you're only tasting the beer. That's
2: it.
0: I think we found another winner.
2: We absolutely did. We've got to thank uh, Mike and Andy for the recommendation. Yes. Guys, thank you so much. We are looking so forward to featuring more of their beers, by the way patrons stay tuned we'll have some special content just for you yeah coming to you right here from green room brewing in jacksonville beach
0: green room brewing with cute dogs friendly people a vast array of styles on the menu a
2: great space
0: so great yeah highly so recommend
2: absolutely a must go i'm so glad that we got there finally
0: and um, i'm glad that we took crawlers back to the room yes to oh, enjoy yes. very yeah. much so yeah
2: and that's always a good sign if i'm willing to take some to go that's
0: mm-hmm. a good sign yeah so,
2: so. <laughs> um that does it for our recap of <sighs> donna 2024 we cannot thank uh our friends from the donna foundation yes uh, mayor donna deegan herself mm-hmm. uh, amanda napolitano uh our friends from the D-Squad, yes. Fitz Kohler for coming on the show today, all of our donors to the fundraiser that we did this year, and all of you for your willingness to participate in our fundraiser And help us raise $1,300 for the Donna Foundation this year.
0: Amazing! Thank
2: you so much for helping us make this year's fundraiser a success.
0: Whether you donated items to the auction or you bid on them, we just cannot thank you enough. And here's to a successful 2025. So stay tuned. Next week, we'll have more accomplishing, exploring, and indulging for you. Thank you for
2: joining us in 2024 on your long run, your commute to work around the house or wherever you are.
0: I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your
2: co-host, Dana.
0: And special thanks again to our noisy race announcer, Fitz. You stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at run, eat, drink Podcast, And on Twitter, we're runeatdrinkpod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at run, eat, Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.